0: Hey, this is Ka and ADJ and you're now listening to the End of Podcast and we are joined by our special guest, Keisha. And we're kinda gonna switch it up. Um I was trying to do a little uh, brainstorming this week on how I can incorporate Call of Duty into our show a little bit more. So one thing I came up with was is loadouts for uh, all of our uh, listeners, I mean for like our uh, host and our special guests and try and um, change our format a little bit. So basically now we'll have a mission which is kind of like the episode topic and subtopics are challenges. And so this mission this week is I hate my job. Challenge number one is turnover tsunami. Challenge number two is telework. And challenge number three is wake up employers. So uh, first, my loadout is um, I am an engineer. I got my BS from uh, USC in Columbia and my MEM from ODU in uh, Norfolk, Virginia. Three of my hobbies are I like music, I like uh, mountain bike riding, and I like podcasting. And my zodiac sign is I'm a Pisces. And on Instagram, I'm K.A. All right, hit us with your loadout, ADJ.
1: So, (laughs) I am a uh, attorney. Okay. My my education, um, I went to uh, UGA for undergrad, and then I went to uh, Central for uh, law school. And then uh, my sign, I believe I'm a Capricorn. Yeah. I don't don't really keep up with a lot of that, but I think I'm a (laughs) Capricorn. I don't know my moon, um, and that's. I think that's all I got.
0: Three hobbies, pimp.
1: Oh, three hobbies. Um, Yeah, I like to mountain bike. Um, I like to uh, try new restaurants, Mm -hmm. and then I like to um, I like to play video games.
0: Hey, Mm -hmm. and special guest Keisha, what is your loadout?
2: Yes, hi everyone. I'm Keisha, and I am an attorney. Um, I have a bachelor's in arts in psychology from the University of Delaware. Go hands, and um, (laughs) I have a law degree from NCCU Law in Durham, North Carolina. And three of my hobbies are hiking, traveling to visit my friends, and definitely volunteering.
0: Okay. And I'm an Aquarius. Hmm. I can get with it. I can get with it. <clears throat> All right. So, basically, um, I picked challenge number one, uh turnover tsunami because of an article I saw one of my um, co-workers post um, like kind of like reshare on LinkedIn and it was basically showing how um, there's like a turnover tsunami expected uh, once the pandemic ends it's like this whole article and some of the things that stuck out to me were like studies show like half of workers uh, 10 are already planning on like looking for a new job and then some of the reasons were like burnout disengagement and a typical like promotion or raise you know what I'm saying like why most people like leave and a lot of, like, other, like, kind of, like, small factors, like, oh, I want to relocate and stuff like that. And then I think it was, like, 35% were for compensation and benefits and 25% were for, like, kind of, like, work, work-life work balance just because, like, a lot of people are starting to telework, which is why I kind of picked uh, challenge number two. And, um yeah, basically, so, like, what are your, like, inputs on as far as, like, people starting to leave their job like as far as you are are you kind of like in a situation where you like not really feeling your current employment is there something like that that you're not necessarily getting or some things you would like to change like in your um position
2: um definitely for me personally but I just want to back up and go like broader mm-hmm. um I realized over the pandemic that millennials are just not going to put up with stuff (laughs) that they're not happy with yeah um i know for me personally um i'm in a situation where i'm thinking about leaving my my job
0: Mm -hmm. is it more because of like work-life balance just because like back in our parents days they had like pensions and stuff so they used to like staying with one company and working for like 30 years but like now we're only really tied down to like It depends on, like, who you work for, but, like, 401Ks, they hold this, like, carrot over your head where you only get their match if you stay at least three years. So that's really our only skin in the game unless you, like, trying to already kind of, like, heading up towards management, you know what I'm saying, as far as, like, your career aspirations and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I know for me personally, it's definitely work-life balance Mm -hmm. and just opportunities for growth, Mm -hmm. um, leadership, culture. But, I mean, it's it's really like a gut feeling mm-hmm. where, you know, you just get that feeling inside of you where it's like, okay, it's time to move. It's time to move on. And well, you shouldn't ignore that But feeling.
1: But aren't you doing what you think is serving your, I guess, purpose or community in a way? And your people, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I
2: mean, absolutely. So I what's g- the problem? <laughs> well, like I said, um, just some cultural things going on. It's not the actual work. I think mm-hmm. it's good respectable work as an employment discrimination attorney. It's, you know, perhaps my team behind me, perhaps um, not knowing uh, the parameters of my tasks yeah. and things like that. So it's just that, but that, that's not to say that I can't use what I know in a different capacity.
0: So yeah. when did you realize this, though? You know what I'm saying? Just because, like, for me personally, like, my burnout is, like, my first year, I'm still learning everything. Second year, I'm probably, like, the top performer in the group. But by the third year, I get bored. So if I'm not doing something different or I don't feel like I'm adding on to my skills, that's kind of when I start to tune out. Like, when do you have, like, when did you have your realization, like, hey, this is, it? This is, it's not, like, serving me anymore?
2: Um, for me, uh, I'd say it would be like September of last year, I realized that the system that was in place at my office, was mm-hmm. it was just kind of broken right yeah so you know maybe we we need another attorney or a new paralegal or that type of thing Mm -hmm. and at first I was like no maybe I'm just I just need to work harder Mm -hmm. um and then I realized I was like I just can't I can't work hard
1: enough yeah I have a question yeah are you the youngest at the firm by 40 years. By 40 years. That makes years. sense, because so, I'm just like,
0: is it like a culture where they've been doing it this long for that's right. however many years so they're not really open to change or trying different things?
1: And yeah, it, yeah. and so it's, I think it's safe to say that uh, a lot of millennials are, 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 are confronted with that same issue, right? Where yeah. They, they're part of a team that's a little outdated, yeah. like Keisha, right? Uh, it's just a little outdated, and they're not keeping up with – uh, I guess the new way of doing things, yeah. and that can push away younger uh, employees. Is mm-hmm. what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah well, have you have you suggested new things so they can keep up or at least?
0: Do they ask for feedback?
2: Yeah, um, when they want it and when they want to listen. But you know, one time I was like, hey, you know, maybe we should get an intern to do mm-hmm. some of the stuff that I'm doing because I'll do things that range from paralegal. Mm-hmm. Our administrative duties all the way up to attorney duties. That's a lot. Yeah. Um. So I'll be like, oh, maybe we should get an intern. And they'll be like, no.
0: Yeah, that can be pretty frustrating <laughs> when people don't really classically define your roles and responsibilities yeah. and expect you to just kind of do everything. Like, uh-huh. that can kind of be annoying. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you not, from like a structural organization standpoint, can – Tell a person, hey, you do this, 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 and this, but you don't do any of this. So when somebody asks you to do something outside of that, you can show up like, hey, this is all I'm responsible for. All that I'm not responsible for. If there's a task not being to complete, the, uh, that needs to be completed, you need to designate somebody for or add it to my uh, job description of responsibilities, but I should be cons- uh, compensated for that.
1: I wonder, though, does your family or background play a role in this? For example... Do you come from a family of professionals? Yes, my dad's an attorney. Okay. Does your dad work for a firm, or does he have his own?
2: He has his own firm.
1: Do you think that influences maybe what you're willing to put up with, and and what you're willing to do?
2: Absolutely. I mean, I definitely confide in my father um, about things going on at work, Mm -hmm. or even in other attorneys. I'm like, is this normal? Yeah. yeah. Is this normal? And they'll be like, no. So um, that definitely plays a
1: role. Gotcha. So w- would you ever want to also work for yourself at some point? Um, you know. Because what I'm wondering is, are we are we at a point now where
0: they about to get some big pushback? Dude. You, know,
1: you know, like 20, 30 years ago, it was difficult to start your own business. Yeah. But as a millennial now, I think it's much the easier. The bar is right? so much I lower. Mean, you have such you have such access to, it's really because of the internet. Yeah. Yeah. You have access to a lot of free information, Mm -hmm. but then you also have access to the ability to reach out to a lot of clients at once without paying a bunch of money. Yep. You still have the market, but it's still different. So I I, I bet the the way your dad built his practice, it would be much different than what someone is building their practice today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just wonder if, if because the access to the internet and information has made millennials Quite frankly, a little a little impatient, you know? <laughs> I wouldn't With say
0: impatient, though, just because, like, if you look at it, the shift of power start to come back towards us. Like, now we've been working remote for so long, for so long. You get what I'm saying? And we've become accustomed to our work styles and stuff like that. And now we're starting to realize uh, that's why a lot of these, like um, – Uh, service workers and stuff like that as far as like uh, maids and people who like work in retail and all the other stuff they'd rather just be on unemployment just because the benefits that working for another company does not provide that same type of luxury Mm -hmm. you get what I'm saying so like I really think HRs are starting to like they're gonna be hit hard with this until they start waking up and realizing uh, what people want and what people need. And with the uh, um, baby boomers retiring and stuff, we're all you have. So if we're not happy, <laughs> you're going to fail.
1: You know, I was working for this one firm. Um, we uh, all you got. And, and sh- and, well, listen, I was working for this one firm, and uh, one of the partners was, was, was trying to hire more staff. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the, in the difficult, it, was, it was difficult, apparently, according to, to, to him, uh, to hire the staff. Uh, because he he literally said, "Damn millennials, you know <laughs> they feel so entitled, and yet they will not want to work that hard." Mm-hmm. And I'll give you a perfect example. This is when I knew it was time for me to leave <laughs> and, and go and, and go solo. One of the other partners said, "Because I, I, I recognize my niche, right? Because yeah. I can speak Spanish, I have a market, and I'm a laser focus onto that market, yeah. and it's been paying off so far." That's
0: that's what happens. You specialize. And so when
1: I was there. Uh, I did the same thing, and I started seeing my worth, right? And so um, I spoke to one of the partners. I said, hey, we need to do X, Y, and Z. And he was like, listen, slow down. You're going to make your money. (laughs) They don't like change, yeah. I I promise you, he said, in 10 years, you're going to have way more money than you know what to do, and you're going to be super busy and very successful, which was great, right? It was reassuring. But in my mind, as a millennial, I'm thinking, why wait ten years when I can, when I can it do now. it in three, yeah. if not less? And that's when I realize I'm like, maybe it is a somewhat of an entitlement as a millennial. But I think it's just a different era that we're growing up in. Um, yeah. I don't. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but I think it definitely. Um, it's a shift. I think people are
0: starting to realize their worth. Like
1: it is a shift.
0: At my last job before this new one that I have, I paid for myself well over the amount of money that I saved them. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I was like, if I save this much and they pay me this much, I have to be worth at least how much I saved. So basically you start you wake up and you realize how much I'm how much
1: money did you save them?
0: Over a meal, dude. <laughs> wow. Over a million in the three years. It was over a meal. So why
1: don't you just go up to him and go, like, Listen, I'm worth a million dollars. Give me a salad. give me my new raise. Nah. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do with a million dollars. That's funny. Okay. Well yeah. that's that's interesting. I think um, uh, you know uh, lo- the older people, like Keisha's firm, it sounds like, anyways. They don't um, get it. They don't get it, but it's not even, I don't even, I don't want to blame them either. No. Right? I yeah. think it's just different uh, time, times, different mindset. People
0: are resistant to change, too. People
1: are that's natural human behavior, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think the ways, the way things are evolving so quickly right mm-hmm. now. Either you you evolve with it or you're left behind in some way. But, you know, they've probably made enough money, and to them it's just like, we do well like this, why change it? So they don't care. Yeah. Really, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, why change it is a good question, and I think...
1: You gotta...
0: Wait, what's my name? Yeah. Mine? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You can call me K.A. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you good, you good. I think (laughs) you
2: made a good point, um that they need us. Yeah. Why change it? Because you need us. You yeah. You need it to work for us. If you're trying to pass the baton, you need, we need to work as a team.
0: And most for-profit companies are going to realize when they start losing profits and they can't find the reason, it's because of the people. And because times are changing. What is that photographer uh, or picture, no, picture company that went out of business? It was like, Kodak? Yes. I think it was Kodak. Some 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 print or picture company was on top, and then there was some other uh, uh, invention that came out and basically just put them out of business because they weren't keeping up with how the markets mm-hmm. and stuff were moving. Like, if you really have you been following up with all the research with like the um, cryptocurrencies and how it's going to impact the value of the dollar and stuff like that.
1: Mm-mm. Like yeah, if I we don't
0: know. if we don't get on top of that stuff, dude. The U.S. dollar is going to be left behind. Oh, wow. Bitcoin is going to be like the Take standard the of new, world. the world. Yeah.
1: currency. So, Keisha, I have a question. For the older firms who I doubt are listening to this podcast, <laughs> but for, for, for people who are trying to start a new business, because we got mm-hmm. all kinds of listeners, mm-hmm. for people who are trying to start a new business in this era and they want to hire a bunch of millennials, um, what three pieces of advice would you say or would you recommend um, in order to encourage uh, n- good new creative talent and and to remain in the in their practice or firm or, 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 or uh, company.
0: I'd say one point is kind of like speak on uh, work life balance.
1: Work life balance is very important. I mean that's always been important though, right? Yeah. I mean that, that that's not, not as new. much now. Not think, as much now. I think I think it's always been important, except they just never truly valued it. They, my dad tells me this all the time. He calls me. He says, "Son, are you working hard? Are you working hard?" <laughs> I'm like, "Dad." I don't work hard. We work I smarter. Work, well, not even that. I work joyfully. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I work joyfully. I'm work i typing with a smile on my face. <laughs> I, I work joyfully, okay? I If it happens to appear like I'm hardworking, great. But I don't work hard. I don't beat myself up. Yeah. I don't like that language. I say I work joyfully, mm-hmm. and I have a good time while I'm doing it. So, Keisha, back to you. If uh, for these for these new companies and and basically they're forced to hire millennials, really, um, what would what three things would you recommend in order to attract or retain these these very gifted uh, um, uh, talent uh, employees? Um, Well, it always
2: starts with good communication that will take you very, very far.
0: But from who, though?
2: From both sides. From the millennial side and also from the not millennial side, the older folks.
0: I'd say more like the management side, just because most people are, well, this is kind of like the perfect segue to our third challenge, but we can move it to number two is like wake up employers. Like how do you create an atmosphere where you're not um, liable if you truly speak your mind? Mm
3: -hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like there's no atmosphere like that especially not at work because a lot of people hold their tongues out of fear of retaliation that what their manager might do or how they might be viewed as far as when it comes to like raises and promotions and being moved around in the organization. So that's a good point though.
1: You know, it's weird. Uh, I hate that Keisha's gone through this because I worked for a firm that was very, very old school when Mm -hmm. I was interning as a, as a one year and second year law student. And one of the things I learned that I'm doing now in my practice as we grow, is that we had lunch every Friday, on the firm's dime. Right, the owner said, "Hey, what do you all want to eat?" Now, I mean, they put a limit on it, so it couldn't be nothing like twenty, thirty dollars a plate. That's
0: a great extrinsic but, reward.
1: But, but exactly, it was it was a, it was it was a win-win because mm-hmm. um, the firm bought everyone lunch every Friday. It was this was every Friday, not just once a week, once a quarter, mm-hmm. uh, or I'm sorry, once a month. It was every Friday. What do you want to eat? He he normally put a, a a budget of like fifteen to twenty dollars mm-hmm. of whatever you want to eat. I'll p- I'll pay for it. Just go pick it up, whatever, have it delivered, and and he forced us to to eat in in, in the room. In, yeah, in the together. Conference room, yeah,
0: together. That's how you build morale <laughs> and stuff. And so.
1: then in, in that room, then we discuss issues with the firm. How are you doing? How's your caseload? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're having enough time off? Do you feel like you're overworked? Do you feel like you're not appreciated? And it was a very open forum to have this discussion
0: but it does not really do anything if people who are participating don't see change that's the thing you can have all these conversations and stuff but if people aren't seeing the change what's the point of having a conversation you're just kind of wasting everybody's time so
1: it's clear I think communication is one what would you say is number two Keisha
2: Mm. I was gonna say just you have to be open-minded you have to be and I think this kind of goes back to communication is that you have to listen you have to listen. So, so you said if you don't see change, somebody is in there taking notes. Yeah. And what? And what's the next step? And when you take those notes, you email those notes out. Yeah. So everyone has it on their computer, and then you circle back around next Friday. Well, last Friday we talked about this. Where are we with it? Yeah. And so that's how you you have your accountability
1: thing. But that's interesting. So let me ask it you. Sounds this. like information sharing. If let's 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 change the facts here. So let's say you remain at the firm where you are now. And tomorrow the 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 the, uh, the founders or the people in charge. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I ain't stand. <laughs> what? I ain't staying. Shouldn't hit the eject
0: button, pimp. <laughs> but let's just <laughs> boom, gone.
1: <laughs> so but let's just say that they came to you tomorrow and they were like, All right, Keisha, we're gonna give you um, however many support staff you want, this complete autonomy on how to do things and your own work balance, we're going to give you a 50% raise and these other benefits. Would that uh, incentivize you enough to stay? In other words, like, hey, this is you. We recognize your value and we're giving you money and the support to do it the way you want.
0: That's the thing, though. I think it's like... Yeah, we can ask for these things. You know what I'm saying? But I feel we have to approach them like, hey, this is the value that's going to be added. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When we try and plead our cases. Because I work for a job now, and I'm teleworking, but I'm pretty sure eventually they're going to make us come back in. Mm -hmm. So I've been building my case.
1: Teleworking. I've never heard that. I haven't heard that one. Teleworking. That's the same thing as remote working, right? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Look it up. Ask my my boy Webster. You (laughs) remind me of a telemarketer. (laughs) (laughs)
0: But yeah, so eventually they're gonna ask us to come back. So I'm trying to build my case as far as like defending me staying remote. What are all the benefits and what are all the all the like bad things that could I get not like bad things could happen, but what are the negatives, like the cons from me returning to work. You get what I'm saying? So
1: that so Keisha, that wouldn't be enough to, to keep you there? If I if, if the if this employer or these owners made you this offer tomorrow?
2: Yeah. We'd have to talk about some other thing. Well, I think there are some people that should be replaced. But that's hard to say, you it know. Is. It's like, how do you tell somebody that's in charge? You need to pass the baton. It's time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: time. That's 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 interesting. I think I think for the listeners out there, if you're entrepreneurs <laughs> or wanting to start a business, they need to be very aware. And in today's era, right, mm-hmm. who are hiring other millennials or younger, right? Yeah. Um, because we've had some ads out for paralegals and this. I mean, I don't know their exact age, but it ranges, I think, from anywhere from, like, 20 to maybe 50, mm-hmm. right? And so these are discussions that you need to have with your team yeah. um, to know whether or not you want to bring in these kind of folks, which is very interesting. So so that wouldn't be enough. You still need to have a discussion over this overall organization,
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But that's part that's of the good. thing, though. Like you, you got to look at it. These companies are large machines, so if they lose one person, they'll just replace them with somebody else. I don't necessarily care about performance or anything like that. They just because they'll just replace another body. So I don't think they really have a driving force just to promote and they're moving people around that are best for the task. That's one thing I've realized, like working in like the industry. It's more like people get promoted based off their n- network, connections, and likability and all this stuff. It's not necessarily yeah. strictly on performance.
2: Yeah. Well, I think me and I, Eddie J have had different experiences <laughs> in, in a small firm. Um,
0: like atmosphere? Experience, yeah. yes.
2: I mean, my firm, it's three attorneys, I think um, a total of eight people mm-hmm. so three attorneys five support staff yeah I'm, i know it was really small for you and yeah it's very,
1: it very similar actually well uh, yeah it was a little larger just a mm-hmm. little bit mm-hmm. um but the way it was structured was a little different they they did give me autonomy mm-hmm. i do miss that <clears throat> i do miss that i don't it sounds like you haven't had complete autonomy in a way like you have expectations yeah which everyone should as an employee yeah but um yeah for me they said hey here you have two paralegals supervise them which i, I suddenly I, I, I became a manager <laughs> yeah I, 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 be, I was an attorney manager of these super of these uh, paralegals yeah. which was strange but yeah um yeah i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off keisha oh no i
2: don't even remember what i was
0: saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just you haven't had this the experience of autonomy but yeah. i think that comes down mm-hmm. to employers recognizing what people's different uh management styles are you know, mm-hmm. know what i'm saying like
1: so th- I think this raises a good question, though. H- as an employer, how do you define um, enough autonomy with, quite frankly, control? Over but that's the, the thing. Employee?
0: There's, there's. I think there's like four different styles that people are. There's the one person that you don't have to do anything. You tell them... Uh, you don't have to give them, like, expli- explicit instructions. So Here's your you assignment, tell them, get it done. Yeah, there's people like that. There's some people who are kind of like that, but they still need a little bit more um, instructions, kind of like a laid out. But they're good at completing tasks. The third one, I think, is um, not like you have to micromanage them, but they need a little bit more face-to-face uh, feedback from their managers to be able to ensure Jesus, that they get tasks. what's the last one, them. micromanagement? Yeah, yeah.
1: Which one are you, Keisha? What, what do I need? There's which, tests for this stuff. Which one are you in terms of no management, a little bit, more than a little bit, or complete management to get the job done?
2: As how I'm being
1: managed now? No, and what you would, what or you or would want to see who you yeah. are. Ooh, yeah. I
2: would s- definitely say a mixture of the first two.
1: I yeah. mean... I think... think. You have to recognize... It depends on the person, Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's a personality thing. Mm-hmm. But I think also it depends on the profession. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think once you realize who you have, I think most millennials may who are educated and have more of an advanced degree fall into the autom- complete autonomy and a little bit of instruction category.
0: Yeah, but you have to look at it like this. It's condescending to have a manager that micromanages you mm-hmm. and when you know you're capable of completing a task without any supervision.
1: Oh, Hell yeah! That's what yeah. I'm saying. I I I have a story. It's so frustrating. I, I have I, one too. I worked. Up I was here. working at this uh, most recent firm where I <laughs> left before I started my own. This is the firm where I realized I was a bad employee. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, I was I was working um, at this firm and um, they they had a, a, a list of cases they mm-hmm. wanted you to complete. And the strangest thing, the strangest thing was that uh, um, th- I got an email. From, from the from the owner, the founding partner <laughs> owner's wife, who was Ooh. basically the business admin. it got weird <laughs> because here's I've never met her and so she messages me saying, hey, I noticed that you law lo- that you that you you clocked 40 hours for the week but really only logged 30 hours of work, right? And I was like, what? That doesn't even make sense. Because that week I was like out sick and I had already pre-scheduled vacation and whatnot. And so that's when I realized, I was like, listen, this isn't going to work because just give me my caseload. I'm going to get it done and don't try to mac- micromanage me where you can see how many hours micromanage me. Yeah. yeah, so we can see where, oh, if I work 40 then I must log 40 or more. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. And, and, and 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 quite frankly she didn't know what the hell she was talking about. I mean, she had all the hours all wrong because I, I had... Scheduled sick day and vacation day in the same week.
0: Yeah. And I think that's another thing. I think this older generation, uh, they were so stricken by, like, oh, you need 40 hours. I don't think they're starting to realize we don't need as much time to complete tasks. So that whole 40 hours thing, most people aren't really um, productive for the whole uh, 40? No. That's why if you look overseas, they have a lot shorter uh, work days and stuff like that because you you only have like the attention span to complete so much work and so much time. And know, if I'm getting a task done, why does it matter how many hours that's, I'm doing? That's it? exactly what. I, I just
2: I, I just don't understand what type of business person who's into the business that pays them has time to micromanage somebody.
1: Yeah. I know
2: I know from my from my um, <clears throat> one of the law partners that I work with the most, she just simply doesn't have time. Here's a brief. Here's the file. Do it. Here's the due date. But that's the and thing.
0: It depends on, like, the organization because some managers, they literally just manage just because, like, they don't really have anything else to do. So yeah. they're just there to babysit that's a good you.
1: Point. I completely agree with you in terms of, like, the f- like if there's eight hours in a day, 40 hours in a week, and are you really truly productive eight hours out the day, I tell my business partner that, hey, I come in at X time. <laughs> and, and <laughs> I come in at X time. This is funny because the listeners can't see the business partners in the room. Yeah. He's not, he's not in the podcast. I tell my business partner, hey, after about, so I, I start my day early. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cranking and working like 8, 830. Mm-hmm. So by like 3 o'clock, I'm toasted. Like I'm not, <laughs> I, it, it takes me twice as long to get a task done yeah. at 3 o'clock than it does at 9 o'clock. And so I'm done. That's when I realized, like, okay, I, I've done enough work for today. We'll try it again tomorrow, and we'll move on. But I don't think a lot of businesses recognize that Mm-mm. with their employees. No, definitely yeah.
0: not. So what's number three, Keisha? Ooh, I don't number one was communication. Number yeah. two was openness. So what's the third thing?
3: Mm, I don't know.
0: Well, I, I know you mentioned earlier, like, uh, career growth.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Opportunity. Opportunity to grow. It's like, where is this going? Like, like, th- we want to know how how will this benefit us yeah. in the future. But as, do you young.
1: mean us or do you mean Keisha? As an individual. Yeah, as, an, as individual. an individual. What do you mean benefit? Talk to us a little bit more about like, that. What, what do you am want? I going to learn? What, what,
2: what am I supposed to be learning? So it's more than money. More than money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How How will I grow within this company? And if it's not within this company, what am I going to learn so that I can make that vertical jump yeah. to another point. Growth. Growth.
0: But that's the thing. I think most HR companies don't really have an actual roadmap for people in their positions mm-hmm. and how the key players or employees move around in the positions or how people get to where they go. Um, one thing I asked for my last job is like, hey, where is the roadmap? How do people get promoted? Where where do you get raises? Who do I need to talk to about my performance to get more That's money? That's the best, yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, you just got to yeah. ask around? Like, really? Like, no. But, but like, let me
1: tell you, though, to be fair, it's easy to talk about it from an employee perspective. Yeah. It's difficult from an employer to define that because then you're Y'all trying
0: to keep costs low.
1: We're trying to keep costs low. You want to make you your job is to make more money. Our job is to save as much money so we can make enough at the end.
0: I know, but y'all don't think y'all really realize how much money it costs to hire another employee. Don't
1: group us into it. I recognize it. I'm open to this. No, discussion. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Wake up, employers!
0: I don't think y'all realize how much money you're losing. So I've told I'm my, taking a lot of information I, when I leave.
1: Listen, I yes, and I've told my partner that I have no issue paying a paralegal. Fifty dollars an hour, no problem. I'm about to switch professions. No, hmm. I have no problem. Y'all because, hiring? Because because, I <laughs> Y'all <recognize>, hiring. <laughs> because because I recognize the value the knowledge, and quite frankly... The, the when pla- you invest the, the in people par- long-term. In the, in, the in the legal world, the paralegals are no different than the clerks of court. They're yeah. the ones that really get the stuff done. Yeah. They move it along, right? The judge and the attorney, they work on it, but really it's the paralegals and the clerks who really move this along and have the day-in and day-out operations. Yeah. And so to me, that's that's... You can't put a price on that. Yeah. And so I'm gonna give you as much as I can, along with the m- as many benefits as I can, because I want to keep you. Yeah. And I want to make you work. I want feel like you're worth it, and you're gonna continue to do your best. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. If you're
1: experienced, bilingual, and you're getting the work done, I have no problem splitting bread with you and giving you 50 <laughs> bucks an hour. Right. The guy, ga- the average rate in, in Charlotte is 20 to 25 dollars an hour. I'm trying Ooh. to double that. Right, and it will happen. It will happen, and people are going to fight because they want to work for us, not because they have to work for us. That's the difference.
0: And I think that's the thing that Apple and then Google has, have really like mastered. That's you know right. I'm do you want to be a
1: McDonald's or do you want to be a Chick fil A? Chick fil A. Chick-fil-A. a, a Chick-fil-A. Do yeah. you want to be about You want to be Samsung or do you want to be Apple or Google? Yeah. I mean, that's the difference, right? I am ready to offer my staff free childcare, free. Puppy or pet care, yeah. crazy benefits, a great competitive salary because I know they're worth, right? And if they leave, it's going to cost me a lot more money to, to find them. someone and then to train them to yes, do it. Just, time, just, just
0: productivity, no, all yeah. that is gone. Like That's right. I'm just like, look at the trend of apartments. What what amenities are they adding? Why don't you have those in your workspaces? That might keep people. That might incentivize people to be in the office for longer or to work harder. Necessarily, whatever that is, but. I, get, I, I do get to three points, but that kind of, like, leads me back to kind of, like, the little, I guess, like, subtopics I had. It's, like, employers should definitely be more transparent about their career, possess- career progression, and everybody should have their own individual plan.
1: Yeah, so when I left this most recent firm, mm-hmm. um, the, the damn founding partner didn't have the guts to fire me. It was some HR person. <laughs> and And I told her, I said, listen, this isn't personal against you. Call the damn founding partner down here and I'll discuss all this with with, with him, them directly. I don't want you to think I'm not you know yeah backing up what I'm saying yeah and, I, and, and she felt like I was attacking her she, yeah. her feelings were hurt and I said, listen, what, what you all have built is a great profitable firm. I mean these folks were easily making I'm not even kidding, they were easily making anywhere from I think 50 to a hundred thousand dollars a week a week. Mm-hmm. okay that's a lot of money right? That's a lot of money. So when you make that much money and you identify yourself with that money, you get comfortable, you, you forget about the staff, but that is the reason why. And I told this HR lady who was firing me, I said, listen, if you define your success by how much money you're all making a week,
0: a hundred
1: thousand dollars a week, y'all, y'all you, you are killing it. Mm-hmm. There is no question. If you define your success by how happy and the employees are and the work culture and how people are growing and, and how you're retaining your employees, you have failed. Yeah. You failed <clears throat> horribly because I touched one case and this was, I was the sixth attorney to work on this one case that really should have been knocked out within like six months. Yeah, But it's because they went through six different attorneys in that one year. Yep. Because all they care is about the bottom dollar. Yep. And that's what I told them. I said, listen, you care about the bottom dollar. You're you're not going to continue. But you know what? They don't care. Yep. Because they have another 10,000 clients lined up that year ready to sign up. It's that simple.
0: But I think what's going to happen is, yeah, they might have 10 other signed up, but... But those other ten expectations are starting to change just because of the times that we're in. You know what I'm saying? Like
1: not only expectations, but wait until competition hits the area.
0: I know that's what I'm saying. Like I don't think they realize all these companies are about to be fighting over the same people, and they're gonna have to offer a lot more. So they definitely like need to like listen to their employees a lot more when it comes to, like policies and stuff like that.
2: So they need to ask. Somebody needs to ask. What do you need to be productive? What do you need to get the job done? What, and I think, what do you need to get to reach the company goal? And I don't think anyone wants to ask that question because it's going to be a wide range of things.
0: No, but nobody wants to answer because you you're s- not protected. If my thing is, I mean, everybody, I mean, well, the last, two jobs I left, mm-hmm. I had to do, like, this exit interview. But I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to speak my mind 100% because, like, I don't want to leave a bad taste in your mouth, which is why I think companies should start doing third-party exit interviews. That's the mm-hmm. way people can, like, say 100% on what's their mind,
3: mm-hmm. and they can
0: funnel that and package that a way that these companies can use just because they are – I don't think they're really in tune with how people are feeling, dude. They really Well, not. it
1: depends. If you have an employer who's identified with the money,
0: No. All yeah. of them are identified with the money, though. We're not. Well, as a small business, yeah. But you got to think about these major corporations, dude. Like, until it's affecting their pockets, which is what I think COVID is going to do, then they'll start changing.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah. That's
1: interesting. Okay, what's our, what's, what's our next point?
0: Challenge number two is telework. <clears throat> Since COVID, well, have you been teleworking? No. Yeah, I'm going to tell this and that with that face. What about, what about you, pimp? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> listen, 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 I, I get your partners
3: in the room that
1: <laughs> he is I, I it's different, it's, you want different. A it's different when you're an employer like you you just work when you get the job done and yeah. that, that's who I am I think that's who my partner is we mm-hmm. we're on our own schedules we do what we work what works best for us and the company mm-hmm. and then uh, and, and we act accordingly but we're always there for the client I know that sounds okay. cheesy but I'm a morning person so you can count on me to get to, to be available 830 mm-hmm. onward and then my partner is an evening person and so if he needs to get things done in the evening you can count on him yeah so it just depends but yes uh, I mean we've been... And tell her remote working <laughs> remotely I prefer that term <laughs> I like telework. <laughs> I do not <laughs> but the,
0: the one thing well the, well the one challenge I will see is like feeling like a sense of camaraderie and um kind of like connect, not connected to the company but connected to the group cuz I just started in a new job but there were two people in the job in the um in, the, in my group I already knew ahead of time and then I met a couple other people well, I'm not super super connected with um, the rest of the people in the group but I did go back to my old job so when it comes to like people calling me and stuff like that they already know who I am you know Get speaking of saying. that
1: though I do want to make a distinction that I think all listeners and well, maybe Keisha you can speak to this
0: don't drop it
1: there's a main I think as a person working period doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're working for someone or you're working for yourself you need to identify yourself you need to you need to figure out who you are are you an employee are you an employer?
0: Most eighty percent of people are employees. Dude. That's, that's fine. what our school systems build.
1: That's fine. It's but, the truth. But, but if you're an employee, then then I think it's you'll
0: recognize you'll wake up.
1: You, yes. And I think I think that's the big difference, right? Because you can only expect so much when, when you're an employee. And there's nothing wrong with being an employee. Hmm. We you know, it's there's nothing wrong with this. This isn't a question of morality, but yeah. but as an employee, you must you must know that hey, what you're doing is you are literally exchanging your time for money for money. That's it.
0: Actually, kind of um, freedom too.
1: As an employee, yeah, I disagree with that. I I don't think you really get true freedom until you're you're an employer. Now, it depends no, that's on the what
0: I'm saying. You get you give up your freedom oh, as see what being you're an employee. I thought you were saying you were gaining your freedom. Oh no, no, no. As you lose it. You lose it because you're right. a representative of the company that you work for. But Look at all pr- these people but getting but fired. The, the,
1: but, <laughs> but the pros to that is that you don't have to worry about making the salary about keeping the lights on about keeping you know yeah. paying all these expenses you don't have to worry about that yeah. as an employee you just show up and you clock in you clock out and you get your check on the 15th and the some 30, people like that of month yeah that's right and so i think i don't know i mean keisha what do you got to say are you, i guess are you an employee an employer
2: i think for now at least i'm an employee
1: i think you're an employer
2: oh you think I'm i am I think employee? so you
1: just yeah. haven't woken up to it you haven't accepted it like you're just
0: when <laughs> just, you get tired enough yeah. That's hit it. that's how I was. Yeah, Eventually,
1: yeah. right, I got I got just got sick of it. And yeah. I, I think you're I think you're an employer actually. Yeah. Well, okay. I just
2: like systems and I think I've, I am structure. I like I love structure. Yeah. I love teams. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with leading. The app or I'm the okay actual I'm okay with following. What would you say?
0: The app or the Microsoft actual. Teams? <laughs> 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 or you, did you play sports in um high school college? Yes. Okay, so yeah. Okay, yeah. I played
2: volleyball yeah. all throughout and um there were times that you know, I was, was not the captain and mm-hmm. there were times that I was. And I know
1: Did you like being the captain? Be yes, honest. Yes and no. Yes and I no, okay. I mean
2: it comes with a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. A lot. Um and so uh, when you are the captain, you are playing, you gotta you gotta play the game. And, manage, and be a manager. And be and manage people. Yeah. Uh, at all levels. Yeah. When you're just a member, all you have to focus on is doing your work. Yes. Yeah. Do your tasks. Do your tasks. So in, I know out. there's good things on both ends and I'm okay with being an employee at least for now until Mm. I feel like I'm ready to be an effective and responsible employer.
1: Cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I think you would do it at your own pace. I'm not trying to pick on anybody. Yeah. I think everyone is differently, uh, different. I, I, you know, I'm a little more, uh, I guess, uh, Assertive, and I, I do things without a plan. That's yeah. just my style. <laughs> yeah, it's worked well for me so yeah. far. <laughs> you could ask my partner. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, everyone's different. Everyone, if some folks will prefer a cushion or a plan, mm-hmm. some type of system before they make that transition, and that's fine. You know, it, but I think the important thing is recognizing who you are. Yeah, and what
0: you want the one thing I will add is you have to recognize. Um, being an innovator, because a lot of people are afraid to fail. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are like, oh, if this doesn't work, they will just get down. Like, no, like if, if you're a true innovator and a go-getter, like if you fail, you learn from it and try something else, and you keep trying something until it works. That's because yeah. I know how they say, like, only one out of ten businesses succeed. But I'm just like, I'm pretty sure that one succeeded because of the it was he was one of the nine out of ten who failed who just kept trying and refused to give up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. definitely
2: know yeah. thyself. Yeah. Like, what did I say to you last? Was it 2019? Yeah. Last year, Something like that. J. That's right. Hey. I, was, I was like, I was like,
1: you're not really an employee. I like, uh, hey. uh, uh, uh. I, you <laughs> know, but 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 like what you were saying though, I um I was fighting it for a little while. For yeah. one, for one, it was fear. Okay. I, Doubts. I became an employer in the middle of the pandemic with very uh, little funds. to As to our do friend
0: it. likes to call it, the pandemic.
1: The, I like that. <laughs> the pandemic, <laughs> I like that. That's funny. So yeah, I, I probably shouldn't have done it. Anyone else who who prefers a system would have been like you were crazy. You're freaking crazy. Not, I, not only did I create a, a business with a with with, with a partner, I, business
0: is booming.
1: I freaking business is booming. Praise whoever out there. But, but I even bought a freaking house in in the middle of the pandemic. Like that's just. But that's just who I am. Like, well, listen, this is just me <laughs> making it. I'm making it personal now. When we die we're not gonna take any of it doesn't yeah. matter how rich you are or mm-hmm. how poor you are so just enjoy the the, 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 the now the now and, yeah. make, and learn from your mistakes and keep rocking and rolling yeah and that's I got tired of I got tired of being an employee and complaining complaining about it I was and like, not
0: getting anywhere when I
1: went to that new employer I was paid well yeah um I had I guess the potential to growth but it wasn't quite You know, explain to me how I would grow. Yeah. Um, But uh, it was a good, it was a good position. I was, it was good. It was a good, it was a good offer. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I was there, I was like, I lasted two months (laughs) because they wanted me to, to clock in and out for lunch. They wanted me to clock in and out when I got there. And I said, listen, I'm an adult. I have a caseload. I'm going to get it done. Unless you have a problem with that caseload, come to me. Otherwise, leave me alone.
0: If you guys want to hear a story about how it went, please go back and listen to episode number eight, I Went to Lunch and Never Came Back.
1: That's right. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. That's we got anything
0: We got anything else for our listeners, Keisha? Any more things you want to vent off, let our people know? No. No?
1: Not any really. day. I'm good. Let's jump into the next topic. We got to wrap
0: this one up, though. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm, going to close this one out as an episode. So, thanks again for tuning in to our listeners. Please be sure to follow us on TikTok and and Instagram at Intentious Podcast. As always, we really appreciate... Oh, oh, never mind. I'll save that for the uh, the next episode. As always, we really appreciate your thoughts and feedback about the show. You can leave us a voicemail at 704-561-1428. We listen to all the voicemails, and we might include yours in the upcoming episode. Returning listeners, please tell a friend to tell a friend, and new listeners, please subscribe rate and leave us a five star review if you're listening on Epic podcast and we're out peace